This is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is your home for survivors like myself and those who are searching to find meaning to their why. In season two, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions followed immediately by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the business, marketing, coaching, and financial worlds. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed or has been edited. As a board-certified wellness coach, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen, but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate it if you could share it and subscribe. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. Shayna Simone's stock in trade is her ability to restore the beauty of one's hair. As a certified trichologist and cancer survivor, the demands of her business often get in the way of creating a more harmonious work-life balance. Yearning for more, she must learn to advocate for herself and create those personal boundaries. Hi, Shayna. Good to see you. Hi, how are you? Good, I'm good. So what would you like coaching on today? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I guess um, mainly just trying to balance work life, you know, busy entrepreneur, but also a mother, wife, and just trying to hold all those titles very well. <laughs> okay, so basically a work-life balance is what you're looking to do. Correct. Yes. Okay. So what would be a, like an awesome outcome for today's conversation? Um, an awesome outcome would be um, just mainly some tools of how I can handle um, being overwhelmed with all those titles. So just giving me some um, different tools and advice of how to handle it in the future. So you want tools and advice on how to handle mm -hmm. what's coming at you all the time? Yes. <laughs> okay. So how do you currently handle it now? Like what's happening? Now, um, I have to go in my modes where I have silence. So whether that may be um, go sit in my car for a minute, uh, go take a break, um, or enjoy the mornings when everyone's out the house and I can really just take deep breaths, count to five, and let it out. <laughs> okay. Take deep breaths, count to five, and mm -hmm. let it out. And what are you exactly yes. letting out? Just... Everything that's on me, just the burden, um, the stress, um, the expectations of me just to just breathe it out. And does that happen consistently throughout the day or just one time? Um, sometimes I have to do it consistently throughout the day, <laughs> but definitely once a day. Definitely once a day. And when you do it, like describe the describe the feeling. Um, what describe the feeling of what makes me do it or the feeling after both the way. Okay. Um, sometimes I can just feel overwhelmed. I can feel tense. Um, my shoulder starts to kind of throb a little bit and I'm realizing I'm worked up 
So I have to start doing deep breaths, count to five, get it out, breathe it out. Um, and then I feel much better after that for sure. Cause sometimes I don't realize I feel that way, but my body um, definitely lets me know. And then after you do these deep breathing, what happens to mm-hmm. you? Um, I feel relief. I definitely feel relief. Um, I Sometimes I don't even realize that during that time I was holding my breath when I was feeling that way. So now oxygen is getting to my brain for sure. <laughs> but I, I tend to do that a lot. I hold my breath and don't realize I'm holding my breath. So you mentioned a couple of things there. You mentioned that you're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, yes. you, are, you know, have children. Mm-hmm. Has this always been the case with you in terms of juggling? Um, juggling, yes. I became an entrepreneur um, in 2013. Um, so at that time, um, my daughter was two, and uh, my other two children were seven and eight. So. Yeah, I've been kind of juggling ever since then. <laughs> yeah. And w- w- what are some of the expectations that you feel are being burdensome to you right now? Um, that I am the strongest one around and everything has to go through me. I have to make all the decisions. I have to have all the answers. Um, everyone depends solely on me, even at work and at home. Is there any way to... Uh, toss that baton to someone else to take one leg of that? Um, sometimes, yes. My mom helps out a lot, but then sometimes when my mom gets overwhelmed, then it's thrown back on me. So, um, but yes, I do have help from my mom. Is there um, sort of, in your mind, the perfect scenario for Shayna to live? Oh, yes. <laughs> If I can have some mini me, some people that are just like me, who think like me, to work for me and execute a lot of things for me, like grocery shopping, cooking, like things I can delegate to, um, that would be great for sure. That would be a perfect life. (laughs) And is that in any way, shape or form realistic? Um, I think it's realistic to have people to delegate to, but to have someone who operates in my head the way I operate, I think that's not realistic. <laughs> okay. So if that's not realistic, how can you come to some type of a, you know, happy medium? Well, lately, I guess what I've been doing is kind of pushing back on people. Like if I give them, like for example, my husband, if I give him a task and he wants to throw it back on me, I'm like, no, that's your task. And if it doesn't get done, at this point, I just shrug my shoulders. Like, you know, I, I have so many other things I have to do that you got to handle that one thing. So I kind of just push it back on them. I've been doing that lately. I wasn't doing that before. Before, I would just be like, oh, forget it. I'll do it. You know, but now I'm like, no, I push it back on them for sure. And I make him aware that he's putting it back on me because sometimes I used to didn't let him know. Like, you know, I just gave you that task. And you just gave it right back to me. <laughs> so now I've been working on giving it back to um, him. But before I used to just handle it. And the same thing at work with my stylist. I used to just handle it. When, and now I throw it back on them. Remember, I told you to handle that. So I kind of act as if I don't even know how to do it. I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. You tell me. What do you think it's supposed to be? You know, and I make them think a little bit harder. So I've gotten better with it, but um, I was not doing that before. So what's been the pushback for both your husband and your staff when you do that? Um, Well, my staff, it kind of makes them 
sitting they don't really give me pushback my staff doesn't they just sit and think and like oh yeah oh I didn't know sometimes they you know make excuses and don't want to have accountability like oh I forgot that or I didn't know that or did you tell me that you know and I help them remember that I did let them know um the pushback with my husband is well you know it's easier for you to handle it or the people respond to you better or you know like so he does give me a pushback of no you're still the expert in that and when I call I don't get the same result as you and I'm like just try it you know that's all I can tell you at this point because I got xyz to do so I need you just do that one thing for me so Shayna I'm curious Mm -hmm. so two-parter question one yes is how do you view yourself in relation to your home life duties and your work duties Mm -hmm. how do I view myself um I'm trying to make sure I understand that question view myself as far as handling it or view myself as far as um my title and my role i guess all the above okay um how i handle it um i handle it internally definitely not externally so i take a lot in um my role in it all is I have to realize that I am the one, I am the one who kind of created this monster (laughs) and um, I got to figure out a way to fix it. So on the other side, how do you think Mm -hmm. your husband and your staff view you? As the go-to and the person who can handle it all and I've been handling all, so why am I not continuing to handle it all? (laughs) And if you, I don't know, express somehow to them, Mm-hmm. that you can't handle it all. Right. What do you think the response would be? Um, with my staff, I think they would definitely understand for sure. And they'll say, okay, I get it. You're right. Let me get it together. With my husband, I definitely would still get pushed back. <laughs> so what are some ways or some steps that you could maybe, I don't know, try to cultivate... Mm-hmm. So that you can well, lately, lately I've been doing better. I've been pushing it back on him and really kind of shrugging my shoulders like, mm, I don't know. Well, if it, oh, it didn't happen. Oh, okay. Like, I don't get worked up about it anymore. Like I used to, I would get really frustrated. Now I kind of just be like, well, you know, it'll work itself out, I guess, you know, and um, I leave it at that. So I've gotten better with trying to figure out how to handle my husband because I do know a lot of it is my fault because I handled it all for so long, but now I'm at a point in life where I can't, you know, I'm opening up another location, I'm hiring more staff, I do need you to kind of step in and, you know, just make some executive decisions um, or make a phone call for me that I normally would have made. But (laughs) um, so lately I've been kind of just not worrying about if it worked out or not and just seeing if it worked it didn't if it didn't oh well you know I kind of have a carefree attitude about that now but before I did not have that if I gifted you a Mm -hmm. one week tropical island Mm -hmm. no cell phone Mm -hmm. no contact to humanity but Mm -hmm. all your creature comforts were were given yeah what happened what happened to to your life and your business Oh, my business could expand drastically because I am a visionary. I'm very creative. And when I have some downtime, I really come up with some really good ideas that I'm able to execute um, and come up with some strategies that I'm able to 
really like sit down and like plan it all out and get it done in that time frame. So yeah, a lot can happen during the time. What what happened to your relationship with your husband if you went away for a week without any contact? If I went away for a week without any contact, um, I think he would survive. He would be just fine. He'll probably call my mom or his mom. <laughs> and so, during, I'm just curious if you had that downtime. Mm-hmm. You said you're very visionary, very creative. What mm-hmm. are some of the things that you would create or you would have visions of, about? Ooh, just expanding um, my my network and, and coming up with new innovative ways to service clients and um, coming up with easier strategies where we can work smarter, not harder. Um, looking and doing my research to see what the next wave is going to be. I'm always looking to see what new trend is coming out. So, yeah, um, it'll be a lot of research time. I, I love researching. So do you think any of that can be accomplished because we live in reality right now? Mm-hmm. It can be accomplished if, if I can find the right team and be able to delegate better. For sure, it can be accomplished. Um, I just need to find that right team and make it more of a priority with my hiring, for sure. Mm-hmm. So what would, it, what would it take in order to actualize some of those things for you? Mainly, um, I think what it would take, because I invest a lot of my income back into the business, so probably funding would uh, definitely help, because if I get the funding, I'm able to pull away from having to physically do the labor work in my business, and I can actually sit back and run the business. So um, I would say funding would definitely help with that. Are you open to a resource? Yeah, I'm open. Sure. Is there any way for you to automate some some of these tasks? Yeah, I would say um, it, it, at the at my business. Um, yeah, I can automate some things at my business. I've um, at home. I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> at home, you you kind of chuckle there. What what's what's going on there that you can't automate? Um, you know, cooking, um, making sure my, you know, I have, I do make my um, children clean and do all that stuff, so I don't have to worry about that, but I still have to delegate. I mean, I have to be on them, like standing there over them, like get that spot, get that spot, you know? (laughs) So I haven't figured out a way to automate that part because if I'm not standing over them, making sure they're doing it, they'll give me like, you know, a half job and then I got to come back, you know? So I literally have to be on top of them. Um, so I haven't figured that, that automation process out. Are your kids are like typical kids where they're highly engaged in their mobile devices? Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> Is there a way that you can create some automation given the fact they, that they do interact with their devices somehow? Oh yeah, I probably could. I can keep have a schedule and send out some text messages or something. Yeah, for sure. And would they would they abide by them? Yes, they would. They would. Okay, so that's that's one. What what? Mm-hmm. Any other? You know, you mentioned there's. You know, you're very creative when you have downtime. So right now we have mm-hmm. some downtime. Yes. What what are some other? Even if it sounds a little far fetched, what are some other things mm-hmm. you think you can you can come up with? Oh, some other things I could come up with. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm be honest. 
money drives me. Um, I know some people may think that as a bad thing. So, but I would look at ways to make my money grow more. So try to figure out ways of my savings account to figure out how that can grow better, come up with um, a more strategy plan to um, retirement, investing, like thinking of ways to like just grow the money that I do have. Um, if I had time to sit down and do that, that would be great. <laughs> but in the area of work-life balance, any mm-hmm. other creative juices flowing for you? Any other creative juices? Um, besides, I mean, I'm, I'm very passionate about helping um, women, whatever that may be. Um, and I do want to eventually start some sort of, um, I don't even know if it's a nonprofit, but maybe an organization where I help women, especially young black women, be advocate for themselves in the doctor office. Um, because I experienced um, some major trauma um, through my pregnancies with my children being a young mom. And when I say young mom, I was 20 when I was pregnant with my first child. Um, and then um, right after that, um, my baby was eight months. I was pregnant again. <laughs> so um, I experienced a lot of trauma during those um that time being a young mother in a doctor office and in the delivering room. So I would love to be an advocate for those women and really um, teach them like the questions to ask, teach them when things, when this is happening, speak up, um, tell them you shouldn't be pushing for three hours. It should only be really 30 minutes, you know, things like that. So if I can be a resource for those people, I would love to do that. You're you're very clear on, Mm-hmm. Um, sort of speaking to these women about boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I'm, now I'm real heavy on boundaries. I love establishing boundaries. <laughs> okay. So where does boundary fit in your own life, given that work-life balance? I'm really good at creating boundaries with my clients, right? So my the people who pay me for a service, I have that down pack. I got, and I, and I am good with boundaries for distant family and friends. But for people who are really, really close to me, like in-house with me, um, I got to get better with the boundaries. <laughs> um, but I'm getting there. But people outside of my immediate family, oh, I have that down pat for sure. Mm-hmm. So you said you have to get better at it. What, what happens? Oh, I think because, you know, when your mom, when your daughter, when your wife, the emotional side kicks in. So you kind of give a little more than what you would give to someone who is not um, as close to you. So Shana, I'm really sort of curious and sort of interested. Mm -hmm. What do you do for yourself? You do so much for other people. That's a good question. (laughs) Um, What do I do for myself? So I tell my clients all the time, because by me working in hair loss, I have to teach them some self-care practices because um, stress is one of the major issues with their hair loss. And what I tell them is for me, and it's something so simple, but I like to sit in a quiet house on my recliner couch with my feet up with a glass of wine, watching Oxygen or Investigation Discovery. Like that is like the highlight of my day. So if I can get that in, it is great. I don't get it in often, but if I can get it in, oh, I love it. I mean, it's just the highlight for me. So I try to do that when I can. I don't get it as often as I would like, but something that simple is the world to me. You said you don't get it often as you Mm -hmm. like. 
Yes. Is is there a way to get it as often as you like? If I get a hotel and not be at home. <laughs> but when I have my 10-year-old daughter and my husband and my boys asking me a thousand questions every five seconds, no. Now, probably if I took off more time from work while they're gone and I'm at home, yes, that can work. So, um, but if it's during the hours that they're home, um, no, it's in nine times out of 10, the hours that they're home is when I'm off work. So that is my off time. So yeah, I got to figure that out. Okay. So what would be a step to figure that, that out? Um, well, one step that I have made, um, starting, um, in January, I cut down my hours as far as working behind the chair. So I cut my hours down for there. So I'm more available to do more um, consultations and more coaching for my hair loss clients. Um, so clearing my schedule will be one. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, maybe waking up earlier than everyone else. That can help. So waking up early, mm -hmm. carving out some more time for yourself. Yes. Anything else? That's all I can think of. <laughs> and if you ask for these things, what would be the outcome? Um, I think the outcome will be fine. I think it's more so a comfort thing for me um, because I have been working nonstop um, since I've been an entrepreneur in 2013, um, I really don't even know how to not do that, you know? So I'm actually, I've already set it up starting the new year for this to happen. And I am very uncomfortable with it, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. And I feel like whatever happens, it will be fine. But I am very uncomfortable to be honest. <laughs> you want to explore this, this uncomfortable feeling? Yes. <laughs> All right. So just want you to get comfortable. Let's try an experiment. Okay. Okay. Just get comfortable in your seat. Okay. You can soften your gaze or close your eyes, whatever you feel mm -hmm. most inclined to do. And just take a couple of breaths in and out. I just want you to breathe into the different body parts that I mentioned. The top of the head. The forehead. The eyes the ears, the nose, mouth, the lips, the neck, shoulders, the arms, the hands, the upper body, the lower body, the legs, the feet. Just take a couple more breaths in and out. When you feel into this uncomfortable, is it pinging anywhere in your body? When I feel uncomfortable, yes, my stomach, for sure. Like, like my, my heart, it feels like it's just dropping down into my stomach. Your heart's dropping down into your stomach. What's mm -hmm. the stomach, what's happening? Um, it's an uneasy feeling, almost like a uh, motion sickness. <laughs> like a motion sickness feeling. Does it have mm -hmm. a shape or a color? Or? No. no. Can you connect with it more? 
Does it have anything it wants to express? Nothing I can think of, no. no. Have you ever felt this way in your stomach before? No, this is definitely a new feeling because I'm doing something different again, I should say. Mm. And how have you handled uncomfortable feelings in the past? I still push through them. I just push through it. And um, I ignore the feeling and just push through it normally. But this particular feeling is um, a little bit stronger this time because I have way more um, responsibility and way more resting on this being successful. So um, it's definitely a different feeling for sure. What, what, is there a remedy for this feeling? A remedy? Um, I don't have a remedy for it, but I definitely know if I don't do it, that it can be worse for sure. And if you come out of the other side after doing it, mm -hmm. what happens? Greatness or failure. One or the other. <laughs> but I'm not scared. I'm a very risky person. I'm not scared of it. It's just more so I don't want to start all over again. I don't want to have to finagle anymore. I want to really enjoy this moment. I don't want it to be a moment of torture. I want it to be a moment of happiness, enjoyment, um, and relaxation. Just freedom. I want to feel free. And I feel like if I don't try it, I don't know if it will ever happen, you know, if I don't even make the attempt to try it. What are ways that you can help to assure that it's successful? Ways to help? Um, definitely staying focused, holding myself accountable, for sure. Um, I, right now, I've been like trying to keep my eye on the prize. So anything that's a distraction, I kind of eliminate. So my focus right now is my second location, being this hair loss expert and dominating in that. Anything outside of that that does not cater to that, I can't deal with. So if someone's popping up and saying, hey, you should start buying properties or you should invest in that. I don't want to hear it. I can't hear it. I have to focus on this right now um so really um keeping myself on a uh, one track mind i think is uh, a remedy for that is the push through method the only way i don't think it's the only way but it's the best way that i know and do you feel like it's sustainable to push through yeah it has been, yes. So I'm gonna go off of the odds of <laughs> what I've been through before, so yes. So if you push through it and ignore, what happens mm -hmm. to that, that goal of yours to have a work-life balance that you so wanted? The goal will happen, I will achieve that goal. Yeah. Any resistance from outside forces? No. No. It, any obstacles from, from achieving it? Um, the only obstacle is the financial part of it, but because I am a big financial piece of my business, but I also feel like I can be, my business can flourish even more financially if I'm no longer an operator in it. 
meaning I'm running it versus operating in it. So I'm actually holding myself back by trying to hold on to those small coins. I do believe that there is something bigger out there, but I have to be able to manage it and not work in it, if that makes sense. So how can you hold yourself accountable for managing it and not work in it? Um, giving myself clear direction, like for one, clearing my schedule and sticking to it, telling people no, not bending the rules, only um, offering certain services on certain days, and um, really just sticking to it and, and telling people no, having those boundaries for sure. And in all of this, things that you're planning on, where's mm-hmm. the me, where's the Shana time in there? The Shana time will come in when I'm able to no longer be the operator because now I can run it. And then now that I'm running it, everyone has a job that they're supposed to be doing. So I can have that free time. If I want to go out to lunch, I can go out to lunch and not have to worry about, oh, I have this appointment coming in or I have this person, you know, that's going to call. I have people in place for it now. So I'm able to pop in and pop out when I need to and be able to fulfill um, some of my true passions of helping others. So now I'll have the free time where I can offer free um, help to others, you know. Yeah, I, I see you smiling. Yeah. <laughs> regarding this, Steve. You know, Shana, yeah. we talked a lot about sort of creating that balance and mm-hmm. sort of your responsibilities and sort of your now your goals and your visions. How does this all sit with you? I mean, it sits really good with me. Like I said, I'm I'm definitely a visionary, so I know it's there and I know I'm so close to touching it. Um is it's just definitely um the nervousness that I'm trying to get rid of about it. And and I've never, I've always been a very risky person where I just go through and just do things, but I've never felt this nervousness that I have right now. And I think it's because I'm expanding and it's kind of like the, the, the jitters of, you know, walking down the aisle about to, you know, get married type of thing. <laughs> um, it's the excitement of it, but also the nervousness of, of it all. Like everyone's looking at me and I'm walking down and here I am about to make this big major commitment and I have all eyes on me, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's an excitement, but it's also the nervousness. Is there anyone in your life that you admire who's walked this path that you're trying to get to? In my life? Like, um, no, I'll be the first one to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that where some of the nervousness comes from? Oh, for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So if you was to, I don't know, create a tagline for yourself going in this direction, mm. what would that be? You got this. You got this. Mm-hmm. You said that so quickly. Yeah. That's one of the things I love to say. You got this. I have to tell myself that all the time. And then if things come in, what do you say in, in reply? to that if there's if there's um you know hindrances coming at you you got this like i i continue to say that to myself you got this you got this that's beautiful Mm -hmm. well on that note i would love to transition into the interview portion of the podcast Uh, so tell my audience more about shana and what you do and who you serve Yes, um, so I am Shana Simone. I'm the owner of Amore Lux Hair Restoration Center. 
and I basically specialize in healthy hair care practices and I help women who are battling hair loss. Um, the unique thing about me is it's not all external um, help, it's a lot of internal. So I'm looking at the whole body, I'm assessing what is going on internally and what's causing your hair to be thinning or to be weak or whatever the case may be. And so um, I touch a lot of souls doing that. Um, and I love my what I do. I'm expanding my um, business. So I'm going to separate my salon services um, from my hair loss services. So I'll have a salon and then I'll have a hair loss clinic. And um, yeah, I'm looking to expand more after that. Yeah, wonderful. Well, I was in, in, introduced to you, and I want to thank you, um, mm -hmm. you know, regarding my interview series, I Survived Cancer, and Here's How I Did yes. It, with Authority Magazine mm -hmm. and Thrive Global. Um, yes. What was the end result of, of, of you putting out uh, that article? Oh, it was a really, uh, everyone loved it. And I think it, I, I opened up to people that I had not opened up to. Um, or did not know what I was really going through. They may have known or heard or, you know, but I wasn't really open about it. So um, it really gave the message for them to kind of put um, themselves in my shoes and understand what I was going through during that time. Would you like to speak about that experience in terms of what you went through as a cancer? Uh, yeah, I can, I can talk about it. Yeah, what, what was it What was it like? Um. So in the beginning, um, and I think I, I always, I, I kind of still tell people, I think I was in denial um, and still in denial of the diagnosis. Um, it still didn't seem like reality to me, but I still went through the motions physically, but subconsciously I just did not really accept it. Um, however, um, my appearance, my body, my skin, my nails definitely were telling me okay, you're going through chemo right now. <laughs> so that was hard. I think um, the hardest part for me was my skin. Um, I never had breakouts, even in high school. So, I mean, it was uh, really, really bad um, with my skin. So my appearance changed drastically during that time. So that was hard for me, but I still pushed through. Luckily, we were able to wear masks during that time because it was the pandemic. <laughs> so people couldn't see what I was really looking like. Um, and um, but I survived it. And I think that is the most important part of it all is I kept my mindset right. Um, and because, you know, I had experience with cancer before I didn't have cancer. But my, my daughter was born with cancer. Um, and the doctors kind of told me then that kids bounce back faster because they don't have the worry and stress of life. They just are being kids. So I basically watch my daughter through that journey and said, you know what, I'm going to operate like I've been operating and I'm not going to act as if this is a crutch for me. And um, I made sure my mental was really, really good. And anyone who would damper my mood or my mental, I could not deal with. So I was very to myself during that time for sure. How was your business born? My business was born through my daughter. Um, so my daughter, um, was born with cancer um, in 2011, and I was working corporate, working a nine to five, and I was offered maternity leave for 12 weeks. Um, my FMLA was up, and I find out um, my daughter had a tumor on her leg when she was just nine weeks old, and she started chemo at 12 weeks old, so she was three months old, and it was time for me to return back to work. Um, my job, 
basically said, you know, you can't take any more time off. You know, you've maxed out your 12 weeks for the year. And if you don't return, we're going to consider you as a quit. And I was like, whoa, I'm that disposable, you know? (laughs) And so I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know what direction to go in. I fought being a hairstylist for a very long time, but it was a natural, easy talent and gift for me, but I didn't take it serious. And so I kept praying and praying and praying to God to ask him, how can I turn my passion into a profit? How can I do something I love and enjoy and not, and it doesn't feel like work. And he kept presenting and kept presenting hair to me. And so by the time my daughter was one, I went on and said, all right, I'm not going back to work. Um, I am going to enroll in cosmetology school. And so I did it. My husband actually was very supportive, which I was shocked. My mother was supportive. I was really shocked by that because I always did it on the side as like for play, but I never took it serious. And so the moment I enrolled and made that, actually the moment I made that decision that I was going to pursue entrepreneurship and be a hairstylist, oh my God, the blessings um, continue to flow in and have been flowing in ever since. So my business was birthed through that moment for sure. Wow. You know, there's so many people going through challenges for, you know, mm-hmm. everything you see on TV and magazines, <laughs> they're mm-hmm. all a little bit make-believe. Um, what yeah. are some tips that you can give uh, sort of individuals that are suffering with some type of, um, you know, self-consciousness when it comes to their hair mm-hmm. or even the health of their hair? Um, some tips that I can definitely give them is I always tell them that your hair and your body is very intelligent, Right. And when you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing your skin change or your hair change or your hair getting thinner, your body is telling you something's going on internally. And you have to be open to listening to that, not believing that, oh, it's because I put this color or this shampoo or this product that made this happen or because I wear hats or whatever the case may be. Really being in tune with your body to realize my body's talking to me and it's letting me know that I need to pay attention to it. And once you are okay and accepting of that, then we have to identify what's causing it. And once we identify what's causing it, being open to going through that step and that journey to getting the results that you want to get. So I always say being an advocate for yourself, paying attention to your body and looking and listening to the signs. Are there any markers that they should be paying attention to health-wise or any other activity-wise or whatnot? Well, I always tell people when they go to the doctor um, and they're getting blood work and things like that, and the doctor says, oh, you're normal or you're okay, ask him what's normal or her what's normal. Because to the doctor, if they don't have to provide you a prescription, they consider you as normal. But you can be at that one little percentage tip to take you into medication, which is severe. It's not just a, it's not a middle to it. You're at the severe phase, right? So ask more questions. Look at your blood work yourself. Do some research. Search for a professional who knows how to look at the blood work and let you know that you're actually really high up there and you're at the point of being severe and we need to get you back down to normal. Now, you mentioned previously about being an advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. How ha- have you done that in this, you know, in, in the realm? You know, most people go to mm-hmm. beauty salons and, and they, 
you know, within an hour or whatever the case may be, they come out and they mm -hmm. look great. And then a few days later, yeah. it's, what are some ways that individuals listening to this can, you know, advocate mm -hmm. for themselves? Yeah, um, definitely ask more questions for sure. So if you're going in somewhere and someone says, oh, I think you should get this done because of this, ask them, well, what is your experience with that? Why are you stating I should take this versus getting that? Is there a reason why? And they should be able to explain to you, well, you know, from my profession, I had someone similar to you, this happened before, or your particular case, you know, because of the strands of the texture of your hair, this option will work better for you. If they can give you an actual explanation, perfect. If they just say, oh, you know, because that's just how it is, or, oh, well, you know, because I'm saying so, like they're not really telling you why or educating you why it's that way. Um, run from those people if <laughs> they're not giving you that explanation. Um, I always, if I have someone come in and, for example, just something simple as a trim, and they say, oh, I don't really want to trim because, you know, I just feel like every time I have to come, I have to get my hair cut and I don't want to trim. Well, me, I explain to them why they need the trim. If you don't trim those ends, you're leaving your hair in a stagnant place. So your hair is always growing from the root, but if you don't trim off those ends, it's basically... Um, coming off and it's going inching up and up and up where you're not seeing your growth right so we have to cut off those split ends because if you cut those split ends off the hair that grew and now you start to see your length but if it's eaten away at the ends and it's growing from the root it's working against itself and so when I give them that explanation they say oh okay versus you just need to trim your ends with split and but I, I didn't explain to them why they're not seeing their growth in their mind they're thinking my hair doesn't grow but actually no scientifically it's, it's growing it's just you're not seeing your length because you're holding on to dead ends so if you get that explanation uh, properly then definitely listen but if they're just kind of giving you a very vague answer then no that's not the person for you are there any myths that you would like to dispel when it comes to hair care Oh, yes. <laughs> um, one of the myths I like to dispel is um, when you get older, you just automatically lose hair or the reason why you're losing your hair is because you're getting older. That has nothing to do with it. I have 20 year olds in my chair that are losing hair. It's not because they're old. So um, it's definitely something more going on with them. So that's one myth I definitely want to shut down. It has. It does not have an age to it. So, what do you do to keep yourself looking fabulous and healthy? Health, you know, like are there foods? Are there things that you do? Yeah. So, um, I definitely make sure I'm drinking a lot of alkaline water. That is very key um, to hair growth, to your skin, to your body, everything. Um, I have recently cut down on my meat intake. So um, I no longer eat red meat, turkey, pork, or chicken. Um, and mainly it's just because what they're putting in it, I feel like does not fit with me. So I always say, it's no one answer for everyone and you have to be in tune with your body. And for me, I know how I feel when I eat those particular foods. So pay attention to yourself if your mood changes or things like that after you eat certain things, eliminate those things. So I 
eliminated those things and eat a lot more veggies, a lot more smoothies. Um, and I definitely keep up with my vitamins, make sure my vitamin D is good, my calcium's good, my vitamin C, my iron. I'm always looking into those things. Is there a success story that has sort of made you proud or happy that you've started this business? Oh, yes, yes. Um, one of the success stories that I, I like to tell everyone is I had a client. She gave birth to a child about 10 years ago. And ever since she gave birth, she lost the whole center crown of her hair. Everything else around it was long, but she lost the center crown. And so she came to me. Actually, I had met her before on a totally different situation. But when she came back to me, I just remembered her. And... I was able for her to get her middle section to grow and get new hairs in 12 weeks. And that right there meant the world to me because she had not had hair in that area for 10 years. Wow. So to get new hairs to pop up in 12 weeks in that area and close that gap in that area of baldness, um, definitely like the inside of me was just jumped for joy. I actually broke out into a dance while she was standing there and I was like, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm just really excited right now because we we know for a fact you've been dealing with this for 10 years and you actually got results. So it's, it's more proven fact that it's all internal. And what she did not know was after that birth, the baby depleted her of all her nutrients and she never replenished it. She never thought that, oh, my vitamin D is severely low or my iron severely, she didn't even know. Um, so I definitely just fed her blood because the hair is fed by the blood. And then I have techniques in clinic where I try to create blood flow back to that area to get that, that blood that she just fed to come up to that area where her hair can grow. So yeah, we got results in 12 weeks and that puts a smile on my face every time I talk about it. <laughs> Wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. 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 Well, you know what? This is, this is great. So where can my audience find out more about you on the internet? Yes. So my website is Shana Simone.com. That's S H A Y N A S I M O N E. And you can also find me online on Instagram and Facebook at Shana Simone. Wonderful Shana. Well, I really, really appreciate this talk. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi there. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. They can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com, where I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, daily prompts to move you in the right direction, sync directly to your smartphone, and a subscription to my weekly newsletter where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.